Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So, we who are many are one in the body of Christ. Individually, we are members one of another. So we are affirming faith. Today we are affirming baptisms. Um, As most of the um, people who are being confirmed today were babies when they came and were baptized, then this is the time where you get to learn, you have been learning about the faith, and then you now get to say, yes, I will continue to live out my baptismal promises and my identity as a child of God. What happens in our baptisms is that we get to have a share. We get to have a share in Christ's life, in Christ's death, and in Christ's resurrection. So we then also are given to each other to live this life. Because God then lives in us and through us in our lives. In us and through us in our lives. And so we now are the body of Christ. We belong to each other as people who are gathered by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. We are given to one another in our baptisms to love, to encourage, to forgive, to accept, to serve, and to be graceful. We are people that God chooses now to reveal God's self to the world. So how do people know about God? It is through the body of Christ. It is through us. It is through the church where God works again in us and through us in our daily lives. And then we are given this great community to live among and to be ministered to and to be the minister's as well. So I think when we are called as children of God, I think we understand what it means for us to be faithful people, what it means for us to be kind to one another, to love one another, to serve one another. Sometimes it's hard to remember that when you kind of get frustrated with your siblings. Or maybe if you're a mom and a pastor and you have kids, it gets a little tough to remember that too. It is, it can be difficult to remember that we are indeed loved so much that we are to love others. But what about working together? That's the part I'd really like to focus on today because I think that when we do our affirmation of baptism, when we do these confirmations, you all get really busy. You, you youth get super busy as if you haven't been already, right? With gymnastics or dance or hockey or football, basketball, did I name yours? Soccer. (laughs) Did I name it yet? And so we are going a mile a minute. Mom and dad, they don't drive yet. And so you are too. You are the Uber driver for your family and you don't get any tips. And they are not five-star riders, just saying. And so it is, it gets hard to think outside of what our own responsibilities are, what our own commitments are in our lives, to think about how do we work together to be this body. And Paul says in his letter to the Romans, he says, 
that we are to work for with each other, that we belong to each other, and we don't all have it all together, but all together, we have it all. I read this story from one of the, um, from, it says, it is seven stories that prove the importance of teamwork. It was on a um, website by Scoro. And so this one is one of the stories. And it says, Steve Jobs, technology alone is not enough. In 1986, shortly after he was forced out of Apple, Steve Jobs bought a small computer manufacturer named Pixar. In 2000, he relocated the company to an abandoned Del Monte canning factory. The original plan called actually for three buildings for his, um, his company. Three separate offices, one for computer scientists, one for animators, and one for the Pixar executives. But Jobs, he immediately scrapped it. Instead of three buildings, there was going to be one single vast space with an atrium at its center. The philosophy behind this design is that it's good to put the most important function at the heart of the building. Well, what's our most important function? Cat, or Ed Catmull asked. It's the interaction of our employees. That's why Steve put a big empty space there. He wanted to create an open area for people to always be talking to each other. But for Jobs, it was not just about creating a space. He needed to make the people go there. So the primary challenge for Pixar, as he saw it, was getting its different cultures to work together and to collaborate. John Lasseter, the chief creative officer at Pixar, he describes the equ equation this way. Technology inspires art and art challenges the technology. Jobs saw separated offices as a design problem. He began with shifting the mailboxes to the atrium. And then he moved the meeting rooms, the cafeteria, the coffee bar, and the gift shop all to the center of the building. Brad Bird, the director of The Incredibles and Ratatouille, said the atrium initially might seem like a waste of space. But Steve realized that when people run into each other, when they make eye contact, things happen. Even if it came at the expense of convenience, the emphasis on on being together has always been a defining trait of Steve's jobs. Jobs insisted that the best creations, the best creations occurred when people from different fields were connected, especially in an age of intellectual fragmentation. Create a space and then provide a way for people to interact in that space. As people of God who belong together, each of us with our own gifts and our own talents 
and our own faults and our own failings, we are to come together in this space or any other space so that we can work together on serving those who are in need, who lack the basics in life, or who may not have a strong enough voice to face to in the face of injustice, or who may be hurting and going through trials in their lives. Together, we can serve, and if we, and if needed, we may serve through, be served through our same efforts. Eye contact. That was an interesting phrase in that story. Create a space where we look each other in the eyes. So often now, we actually try our hardest not to look at each other. Or we'll look at pictures of each other, but not in the flesh. It's easier for me to throw a text out to my family than to actually go up the stairs and, and talk to my, <laughs> to my kids or go down the stairs and talk to my kids. Sometimes I hope that when the phone rings, I don't actually have to answer it. If it's important, they'll text me. Anyone else? Or I'll just take a picture of something random and send it with a note. But there's something to be said about gathering together, being in a space that we can look each other in the eye and we can relate to each other because we, you will find that we have more in common than not. And together, the creativity in the ideas can be so amazing. But we have to sort of park our own ego at the door, right? Because sometimes we think we have it all figured out or that our idea is better than anyone else's idea. We do. Our way is the right way. But in a story about the Avengers, same same internet um, blog site. It says that the Avengers, our great friends, Captain America and, of course, Iron Man and all the gang, the Avengers lesson is that one, O-N-E, is better than one, meaning that one team is better than one person. It is universally different from five people versus one person, right? So a group of five can probably accomplish more than one person can alone. But it's when those five people work together as a team when the magic happens. The hard part is making those five individuals put their egos aside, trust each other, act as a team. Captain America and Iron Man had a pretty different view of the world and compromise didn't come easy. But they respect and trust one another despite their disagreements and they can see the value the other brings to the table. The abandonment of ego is what allows you to become part 
of a whole that is greater than the sum of all its parts. When you're part of a team, when you're part of the body of Christ, a truly cohesive unit that functions with a single purpose, we can accomplish wonders. Remember, you, you are called. You are a loved child of God now and forever, and we belong to each other through Jesus Christ. Amen.